Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's American Horror Story After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's American Horror Story After Show. Good evening, AfterBuzzers. We are here at the AfterBuzz TV studios doing things the way things always should be done with Bing. I am your host for the evening, David Scifaletti. That was evil. And, uh, <laughs> this is my nature. Yeah, evil. Um, I'm a is. very evil nature. And I'm the formal one. I'm, I'm the formal <laughs> one. I'm JC Rubio. What's up, guys? And, and I guess I'm just the third one. <laughs> What's that even mean? I, I'm the expendable one, uh, Stephen Lemieux. Oh my God! <laughs> no, no one's expendable. Come on. Oh, unless come you're on, at, guy. Unless you're at Briarcliff. Yeah, all right. Then everyone's Uh-oh. expendable. Are you? I don't know if anyone is there. Ooh. We'll have to tease that for later. Yeah. I feel very don't, evil don't. right now. Do you? <laughs> I think it's the red. Is it? Yeah. I'm it's Vincent a, Price. It's the Santa theme. <laughs> it is a Santa theme. Um, we're doing season two of American Horror Story, episode eight, titled Unholy Night. Unholy night. I had a feeling one of you was going to do that. <laughs> I had like this weird feeling. I was like sitting in the booth, figuring out what the title was, and I was like, God, "Someone's gonna sing that." And of course, it I, had to be you. It had to be me. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no, I forgive you. I mean, I didn't do it so that someone else could do it. Okay, so, so fine. Do, do Evil Elvis on Holy Night because you've been doing Elvis all night. We'll have to save that if we have time at the end. It's a tease. Okay, kind of like oh. if we have enough time oh. for Matt Damon. What? what? What does that even mean? <laughs> There's always time for Matt Damon. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Come on, if we have enough time, because we got a lot of stuff to get into tonight. Matt from, Damon. Yeah, from the return of Santa, or actually the entrance of Santa. The entrance of Santa. Yes. Entrance, past, and return of Santa. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. we got to see his past twice. We got to see 1962, 1963, and his present. Sort of his, like, full circle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of what his story is, which I thought was kind of like a... I, at first, I didn't know where it was going. I don't know how you guys felt about it when they showed us the the first clip of him, and then to the present, and then back to the past, and then Eunice explaining what happened to him. It was just sort of like all a little... It wasn't very linear. Um, no, definitely, I, definitely wasn't linear. I, I, is the show ever linear? It's never linear, but I... I 
I don't know. I like linear stories, personally. <laughs> and you're watching two seasons of American Get Horror out. Story. <laughs> the first man. season was very linear to me. Really? Even yeah. though they always had the flashbacks? But it always, you know... It always, con- it always converged came, yeah. on that one point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this one's kind of like, it's weird, because they... They have like the alien storyline. They have this storyline, and then they right. like, disappear for two episodes at a time. And then suddenly they're back randomly, and right? They disappear, <laughs> and you're wondering what the hell's going on. And then they introduce a new character and do all that, and then end that storyline, and then randomly bring the aliens back. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite understand the purpose of the Santa? this character Lee Emerson, uh, except to try and get rid of Frank. Okay. Um, aside from that, I felt like he was. Kind of pointless. Well, no, he does. He does have a axe to grind with Sister Jude. You know, they All have right, something but who going doesn't? on. True, true. But you know, and then I did. Um, I read the EW article today with uh, Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. and he actually talks about. And I know it's not a spoiler because I know we got we got a little hate mail last week that okay. we were giving too much spoiler stuff. This is on EW this week, and it's the interview with Ryan Murphy, and he actually talks about that. This isn't it for Santa. Okay, so he will be back next week. All right. I mean, it makes yeah. somewhat so, of sense. It is December. I felt it was a little early for a Christmas episode, but and there's a lot more uh, mayhem and havoc that he will bring next week. Interesting. Or yeah. as Eunice would say, a rampage. A rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the the character. It was interesting to see more, not his character affecting anyone else in the show, as opposed to it mostly affects Jude, and. Remember last we mm. see Jude, she thinks she killed somebody, right. so she's all guilty and everything. And this episode, she Does actively... kill somebody. <laughs> like, her, she has a speech about she is the warrior for God. Right. And then this guy is basically against God. Like, he is against God. So when she kind of gets her hands bloodied intentionally, it was just kind of moving her, char- her character along more than it was creating his character to be around for a long time, is what it felt like to me. And there was a good, contra- right. it was a good contradiction between his character and Sister Jude as well, that Sister Jude hates Christmas mm-hmm. because it's against, it's against the religion, it's against that, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right, I mean, she said it was, like, it was Satan's way of demoralizing, I guess, our country. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, he hates Christmas for a completely different reason, but Christmas brought about the his his personal Satan, like his hell was mm-hmm. Christmas. So it's kind of a weird it's a weird contrast of their of their experiences with it. Mm-hmm. We don't know really why Sister Jude hates it so much. I mean I'm Christmas. sure we'll find out. Yeah. Why I mean, she hates Christmas so much? I mean she sort of explained she it. Kind of, but like I mean it's social commentary. Yeah, it, right. it basically because of you know if I ask you right now when you when I say Christmas what's the first word that comes up to you what's the first thought in your mind Hanukkah <laughs> <laughs> but I guarantee if you if you took a group of people out in the street random people they would say Santa Claus presents right yes, and, I mean it is a lot less about a, a Christian holiday mm-hmm. now than it, what it used to be as a and that's a beh- symbol of someone's faith. And that's behind the idealism with Sister Jude, you know, and whatnot. Yeah. And it go, I know we're going to get into them a little bit later, but the reason why she's on this this champion fight, you could say, is because she's fighting for a greater good than herself, which is trying to save Sister Eunice. Yeah, that's true. Right. So that's, that's what I feel. That's why she's so impassioned. Why, you know, she's on the rampage, as they say. Well, <laughs> Sister Jude is. Someone's on a rampage. Yeah, but... Santa. Now, so Santa is so Santa is nature because this season is nature versus nurture, right? So, sure. So is the, Santa basically is nurture? I mean, um, yeah, nurture, right? 
What 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 turned him into? Um, what motivated him to be what he is now? This psychotic killer. Oh, well, we Jude? already know what. Oh, right. But would you, so is it nature or nurture? What do you call it? I ooh. I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that question. Is it something that's, that that's you're born theme. with, or is it something that you learn? That you learn? Oh, it's something he learned. Right. Because okay. he, I mean, his whole thing was he he was starving on the streets and stole a loaf of bread. So it's not so much about it's about the multiple situations that led him to that. Because it's not that he went to jail and got basically gang raped. It's more yeah. that he went to jail on. Cri- yeah. Everybody's asking for. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to do something. Oh my you God. said gang raped. It sounds like a party. Anyway, okay. So this is, a, this is a time when people are at, like, you first see him with the boy asking for a gift. And he's asking for an expensive fox hat. Coon. And then the, yeah, coon hat. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I was like, a coon skin hat. That's all I ever wanted. And then the girl's talking about presents and things like that. And he always brings up that point of gifts and gifts. But when he was, when it was his Christmas, and the only time he needed people to actually give him something, he was starving and he needed to steal a loaf of bread, and they throw him in jail because of it. Mm-hmm. It's like when everybody's getting their stuff that they're greedy for, that in his mind they don't deserve, they don't deserve to live, he decides who lives or dies, naughty or nice. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown in jail and punished and raped while right. the guards sing carols. So, I mean, it's a very, I mean... It's a very disturbing image. Let's yeah. not lie. You can definitely understand how he became as demented as he was. And, I mean, the, the first scene, that's just terrible. I, it, awful. It, and it's, it's awful. even worse. And he even at that point made a point to, to mention, do you know why I chose your house? Because of your Christmas decorations. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's terrible. And the fact that that's one of five families that he did that to. What was it? Five families, 18, 18 people, 18 people yeah. all in one night. Yeah. Like, crazy. <laughs> now, I was wondering, you know, because every episode we have a, like a killer. A few weeks ago we had that little girl and, you know, and, and it's modeled after people like mm-hmm. Ed Gein. And I would try to find if there were any actual killer Santas out there. There's been a ton of killer Santa movies from right. Silent Night, Deadly Night and all that. There's <laughs> so well-versed in, <laughs> in horror Santa films. Yeah, I was an only child. But no, um, there's actually some real-life killer Santas out there that people have... Really? Dr- yes. Uh, Please. In, in 2008, there was a man by the name of Bruce Jeffrey Pardo who knocked at the door of his ex-wife's house where a Christmas Eve party was being held. When an eight-year-old girl answered the door, she saw Pardo standing in front of her dressed as Santa Claus, carrying a gift in one hand and a 9 millimeter in the other. So, yeah, this gets kind of graphic. And uh, Pardo immediately shot the little girl in the face and then began pumping bullets into the 20-plus other party-goers. Whoa, 20-plus. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't but, see that. I mean, that's a lot. Of, yeah, that's, that's a lot. lot of people. Yeah, we found it. I found it in FreddyInSpace.com, and there's actually there's two other. There's another one as well. So you guys might want to look into those as well. Uh, you know, Aziz. I'm going to butcher the name. Yas Panapana. Okay. And he showed up to his ex-wife's apartment dressed as Santa and fatally shot his ex-wife, but also saw, shot teen, uh, two teenagers and three other relatives. So the, yeah, and this just happened. And this I mean, this was last year. That was last year in 2011 uh, in Texas. Wow. And where was the other one? The the other one was carried one dot the lower Texas. J. <laughs> Possibly no 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 offense to our Texas fans. None. Uh, it doesn't say actually. It's probably Florida. I'll have to. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Whenever you say Killer Santa, it just reminds me of Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places, and he just pull, he pulls out the gun and he's like drunk and he goes that great line. 
It's great. I mean, memorable. Memorable line. Memorable. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, getting getting back to the Santa that is this horrible, murderous creep. So I I actually didn't realize at first when I first saw him in the in the solitary, and I was like, and then I put it together like five seconds later. I was like, oh, okay. So they're just going back to his past, and God, they let him out. Eunice, you crazy. No, she's the devil. Is what yeah, she you, does. You clearly <laughs> the devil. Clearly. Wait, is she possessed or something? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know he's, <laughs> folks. He's just being facetious. I can't even say the word facetious. facetious. That one too. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else that we thought about Santa? Uh, wonderfully played by Ian McCallum. I mean, Ian McCallum. Ian McCallum. Ian McCallum. Yeah, from Back from the Dead, <laughs> playing Santa on American Horror Story. Ian McCallum, everybody. <laughs> He was awesome. He was. He had these one-liners. <laughs> Not McKellen and McShane. Well, they okay. both. They both did. They both did. Um, when he had that. When he had the the, the fellow um, girl on his lap. And what did he say? What did he say? I couldn't understand a word he said. Oh gosh, do you have do you have do you have the line, Stephen? Uh, which scene are you talking about? When they're just around the they're in the the asylum. They're at the holiday party. The, the holiday party, and he's got a one of the other. He's got one of the other patients sitting patients. on his Thank lap. You. He You're said welcome. he said something about go come with me to the bathroom and we'll go do something and suck each other or some shit. Yeah, we'll blow we'll blow what? this we'll blow this taco stand and just yeah, like, off everyone here and suck each other's face and we're done. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's weird that she seemed disturbed by it. If she's mentally insane, hey, it's a different. I guess it's a different type of insanity. I guess. I, I guess. Know. I, mean, I don't maybe know. She didn't kill anybody. So yeah, yeah. This, the, then the Santa guy. You know, we can we can go ahead and finish his art because he doesn't have too much. He doesn't. I mean, yeah. I if you're saying that Ryan Murphy's saying that he's coming back. Yeah, let me. Um, read, I'll, I'll read it as you're you're talking yeah, about it. Yeah. Right now. Um, I find it interesting that they chose to have. Jude stab him and look like he's dying. Yeah, I kind of thought that myself. Until I, read I was the like, article. well, I guess he's dead. Yeah, but he is a, he's someone who's seen Eunice use her powers. Right. Or did, No, she used the razor. She just know, He just mm-hmm. knows about Eunice yeah, yeah. doing that. And, uh, I mean, maybe Eunice just wants to keep her ally in the prison. But Frank, it seems... His other, his other goal was to kill Frank, basically. She gave him the same right. outfit while he's in solitary again. And he wants. They want him to kill Frank, but he goes up with the star to stab. Actually, I think he was going to stab the orderly, not Frank. He he was looked go- like he was going to. I thought it was all about Frank. No, because I think I think it was about Frank, but I think he was going to stab the orderly because he walks up behind the old, old orderly, holds it up above his head, and then Frank falls. Mm-hmm. Frank saves the guy's life by falling accidentally, breaking the table. Mm. And then they see the guy try to attack him, and then they beat the living crap out of him, throw him back in solitary. I think it was all after Frank. Really? Absolutely. Because so they were trying to, Eunice said, uh, Arden says to Eunice that Frank wants to go to the cops or whatever, and Jude, uh, excuse me, Eunice says that she'll take care of it. I know, and I, it, it seemed like the setup was for Frank, but right. watch, w- watching the scene where he has the star and he's getting ready to stab someone, he's not going for Frank at all. He's nowhere right. near Frank. He's right behind the orderly. Like this, yeah. But he just he, he pushes down the, the ladder, just like da, 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 you know, just his in, a, in just this nonchalant way, and he just like I'm gonna go kill him, because he's crazy, you know. <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, but, okay, I found I found uh, the little tidbit from Ryan Murphy. Okay, and, what does he say? And he said uh, Jessica Lang had this uh, fight scene with Ian McShane. I don't think I've ever seen her do that. And she's like, I absolutely loved working with Ian. After we shot that scene, she called 
me up and said, we beat the blank out of each other. Can you please write a civil tete-a-tete? So in the next episode, we wrote this very long scene between her and Ian. It's a rough scene, but I love that religion literally killed Santa at the end of the episode. So it might be a flashback. Yeah, okay. It might be a flashback scene. All right. right. But speaking of being in the holiday spirit and Santa, if you are out there in cyber world, watching, listening, doing what you do, um, do us all a favor. If you're buying your holiday gifts, as we all are this year, hopefully, um, go on to our... Website after buzz. <laughs> what is it? What's our website? Afterbuzztv.com. And click on the Amazon link and do your holiday shopping through Amazon. And the best thing is, is that if you are Amazon Prime, you can get free shipping on things. Two days. Two day which shipping. Is awesome. Free two day shipping. So if you're stuck in a rut and you're trying to buy gifts for people, do it all online. Don't pay for shipping. Get the best deal you can get, and do us all here a favor. And right now, you can do get it through us. Tell a me. month of Amazon Prime, a month of Amazon Prime for free. What? And you can oh. cancel. You can cancel before the month ends, and just get like free two day shipping for the whole month. That's not very Christmassy, Stephen, but I like it. <laughs> that is very Christmassy. Yeah, He's you can send saving people money anywhere you like. Yeah, T- taking advantage of the man. Not but- taking advantage of anybody. Okay. Just They're do, offering it. Do, right. Doing a shout out for the great special effects this episode yes. for why Santa got thrown in the solitary to begin with. Uh-huh. When he uh, gr- Where does the cuffs this? and just bites the orderly's neck. Oh my god. And oh. just rips was it right his into ear? it. I didn't it know. I thought it was his nose. I, th- <laughs> I was so confused. There was like blood everywhere, and I was like, oh god, this is disgusting. <laughs> and he- then it was right when the photographer came, so the photographer, of course, got is pictures. shooting that. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was that was a great, great little. It's a moment. hell of a Christmas party. Hopefully, that's not going to go down in our Christmas party coming up holiday later this weekend party. at Afterbus. Holiday <laughs> party. Having a, a holiday party here. That's right. Okay, I'll call it Christmas. Fine. And I'm going to put little. Not presents, um, gifts Hanukkah under guilt. our holiday tree in the lobby. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for all of them. I'm just calling you it should. Christmas. I'll bring you all a dreidel. I'm cool. I'm all going to have a great time. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's a dreidel. <laughs> there are other religions. Of course. Kwanzaa. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> Steven, after the show, after the show. At the same time as us. Yes. But, uh, moving people, on. Moving, moving on. on. People not celebrating Christmas. Um, <laughs> like Sister Jude. That's right. Because she is not. She doesn't celebrate Christmas because of whatever her reasons may be. Corporate America. Because of corporate America. Because of the <laughs> bastardization of America. Because of Walmart. Because of Walmart. It's all Walmart's fault. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. Walmart ruins everything. So we're doing Eunice and Jude. Mm-hmm. So what was I'm that? We're, we're talking Eunice. about. I love Eunice. I'm, I'm, absolutely. I mean, and it's it's so interesting that. As the season started to where we are now in episode eight, that Eunice is becoming our main villain, mm-hmm. and it's so great. Yeah, because from the from the onset, we kind of thought maybe that even though Ryan Murphy said that she was going to be good this season, was mm-hmm. that Sister Jude seemed like the the villain, right? Mm-hmm. And then we thought, I thought personally, it was it was Arden. Arden, I call him the little bitch now. <laughs> he is. He is kind of. Mm-hmm. He doesn't exactly have demonic powers, so what's he going to do? Yeah, but he doesn't even believe in it, remember? Yeah. No, he says he believes he in evil. He says in this, in episode, this yeah. episode he does. Um, 
we actually only have one scene with Ju- with Jude and Eunice. Let's do Eunice and yeah. Arden in one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Go Eunice and Arden. It. But the scene with Jude, Jude and Eunice, of course, we, the first time we see Jude is her putting a straight razor to Eunice's throat and so good. saying mm-hmm. what's going to happen if I if I pull this razor across the mm-hmm. flesh the pure soul will go there but where are you going to go and the demon delivers the great line of maybe into you <laughs> oh mm-hmm. I think so, I missed that yeah and, and it was I definitely missed that <laughs> early early on in the episode yeah. but um but yeah that's 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 yeah. Might just jump into you was the quote, and that's just that's the only thing with Jude and Eunice before the end, and then the end is mostly just Eunice and artists. So let's let's Man. just do Eunice right now. So such an amazing character. There's so much to talk about her, and she's so Absolutely. fantastic and such a great actress. And it's just now is it Lily Rabe or Lily Rob? Um, <laughs> Let us know at home. I don't know. Yeah. So. It's <laughs> a, That's a general question. question. There we go. Let's see if Chatroll knows. Let's see. If I we would got like to say Lily Rabe. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Rabe. Very. So what was exotic. up with, with the locks of hair and everything that she was? Well, she was. You know, she's decorating the tree with what she's got. And Monsignor put it best. It's like very like found art. Like, I mean, it is what it is. And she's cutting the patient's hair off, putting their dentures up, and like she's decorating the tree with what they have because the Grinch took everything away last year. Right. Well, with with the Monsignor, it has she her and the Monsignor talking, and he says that it's so amazing. It's filled with the icons of their lives. Yet the icons of their lives are the chains that bind them. So it's just such a it's depressing, joyful tree. No, it is because Let's because you. I know it was very deep. I'm when you have, to wrap my head around it, when you have ornaments, it's like the ornaments are supposed to be like happy. Like you see like happy people on your tree. The tree is supposed to look at it, and you're like, oh, I'm happy. This right. tree, you look at it, you see locks of your hair that they took from you without your permission. Mm-hmm. You see syringes. You see like mm-hmm. hand guard, like a. Uh, Cuffs. Cuffs. It's just like you look at it, and it just reminds you of the jail that you're in. So it's just such a. Such a terrible thing. But at the same time, most of these people are two sheets to the wind. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and not in the good way. Not in the good way. So they have no idea what's going on. So, but it, it a was, tree's a tree to them. It was ironic to see the Monsignor complimenting the it horrors was. of the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was very interesting. And he brings the the star that was made for the the Boston diocese, mm-hmm. and he decides, oh, I think it should hang here. I got, I've got Why little. Why on earth are you bringing this to the insane asylum? Go, sorry. There, no, 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 no. There's a reason why I think. Here's a little thing I may throw out here. Mm-hmm. With Monsignor, we haven't really seen his aside from his ambition. Mm-hmm. What's his demon? And I'm wondering, it could be right. Are you, are you on with? No, no, are you no. With go me? ahead, say it. I believe that he's gay. Okay, I wasn't going there. Because that's interesting. It, because in the, think about it. Even if nowadays in relig, you know, if a, a, a gay Monsignor. It would just, it, it drives everyone, you know. It, it sounds like Ryan Murphy. You'd go crazy. It but imagine in the like 60s, the double life he has to live. And you could tell Monsignor Timothy is about image. Mm-hmm. What he looks like, his appearance, what he, the appearance of the church. And more so, I'm, I imagine himself. So, damn it. Mm. Now, I mean. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, seriously, like, damn it. That's something it to just think makes about. so much sense now, and I'm just like, Ugh. no, because there's little little clue, and then I don't know, just seeing him watching his episode, and you said it, he had he picked he had he had to attend a meeting. Remember, he couldn't stay for the whole party; mm-hmm. he had to go somewhere else. And then he got the star from the diocese, his person, his BFF, and maybe I'm leading, I'm looking into it a little bit. I mean, but he's the most senior. 
yeah. for Boston. So I mean, he he gets true. I may just be reading like a little too much in it, but you never. He, there's got to be something there. You know, everyone has. You know, Frank didn't have anything. Frank was the sweet soul, but everyone has their inner demons that they've all delved into throughout uh-huh, the series. Uh-huh. We really haven't delved into Monsignor Timothy's, except for his ambition. And then uh, it was funny because after Frank gets the ladder, they you <laughs> were like blowing my mind. Over here. <laughs> I know. I, I gotta. Uh, Eunice says we're watching Rudolph, so I think we should watch Rudolph. I agree. I think we should just <laughs> give up on life and just watch can Rudolph. We just, can we just put Rudolph on the screen and watch it for the rest of these? No, I'm just <laughs> but uh, oh. sorry, I didn't mean to cook y'all's noodle with. Uh, <laughs> no, totally did. I'm like brain dead now. But it was kind of telling when you see Arden's reaction to her cutting the hair to put on the tree, because Arden was obviously disturbed by what she but was doing. Was he? Because at so he. We get this whole scene where he does look very disturbed and he gives her the earrings where he explains to Oof. her about the, the woman in the concentration camp who swallowed them and then over and them. over and over. Right, and then fished them out of her crap and whatever. And he gives them to her in hopes that she would be disturbed by it. I hope she took the hooks off before she did that. No, she's talking about her ears. Mm-hmm. They looked clean. No, I'm talking about before the woman swallowed them. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. She died from internal bleeding. Given the situation, sure. Yeah. Um, and he hopes that she's disturbed by it, and then he goes to to Jude and and like comes up with this deal with Jude, um, and then Jude comes back. But then we see that he betrays Jude. Well, it's certainly a. Th- so is he disturbed by it? Is he not disturbed by it? I think he's deeply disturbed by Eunice, right? Because f- what I got from this episode was that Arden absolutely loves the real Eunice. Right. He's like. He's like infatuated, infatuated mm-hmm. with the real Eunice, and he—it's like the—he has to join forces with who it is, and I think he's still looking for a scientific cure for Eunice. Like, because mm-hmm. when he talks to Jude, he's like, "I looked for a scientific response, but I couldn't find any." So I think he's going to go about his own ways of curing Eunice, but in the meantime, he wants to be on good terms with it, so she doesn't think that he's doing it. Right, and also. Do you kind of are you now maybe possibly slightly rooting for Arden perhaps because there's there's no. a greater greater evil than him? No, Eunice. I mean, no. the demon. Really? No, I never side with a Nazi. <laughs> True. Come on, how do you side with a Nazi? But uh, but I'm wondering because it's almost he's like <laughs> possessed with a demon or not. I'll go with the demon. No, go with the- <laughs> any day, any day. <laughs> No, the reason I bring that up because it seems like he's playing. I even thought, well, is he going to turn out to be somewhat of a good guy, even though he committed these horrific crimes, a you know, life of genocide. But, <sighs> but I was reading, um, you know, the interview again. The, the interview is great. You know, Ryan Murphy's interview on EW. He talks about so many things that he's just double crossing everyone right now. He's right. so deep right now that next week you could possibly see another play by um, Arden. Another turn. I mean, it's hard to, like, decide the lesser of two evils. Um, And I think Eunice even said it, are you going to be the victor or the victim? Like, who are... What side are you choosing? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we saw his choice. Yeah. For now, at least. Yeah, for now. Well, so how does he explain the aliens? You know, literally, how does the how man does of science... How does anyone explain the alien? <laughs> he's, he's probably going to go, LSD, they put something in my coffee this morning. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think anyone here has an explanation for the aliens yet. I, I know, we still don't know anything about the bloody aliens. There was, heard- a, there was uh, that same 
uh, scene with the, the earrings, mm-hmm. there's a great question that Eunice asked uh, Arden. He said, did you celebrate Christmas in your Nazi household? <laughs> great line. I wrote that line down, too. And Such a good line. Do you know this episode was actually hard? It was funny. It was great. It was pretty funny. I was great. laughing. There was a, a lot of just dark, 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 deep comedy in there. And you just really got to search. It's so good, and she's talking about taboo perfume, and like it's probably not some cheap toilet water. So yeah. good. Now, would you say that I, I don't know this season overall? I'm starting to feel like we're on the, like a roller coaster, and right now we're you know we've reached the apex, and now we're coming down. Now, every, all the plans are coming. The plans are moving forward. Oh, yeah. things, things are starting to move more forward mm-hmm. with the story in general. It's just I don't know if we've reached that. So there's still going to be a hiccup or two. Point yet. Well, roller coasters usually go down. And then uh, come and back down, up. And they go really high right. before mm-hmm. the end. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've reached the climax by any means. Okay. But, I mean, this is just a random prediction, but I, see, I think by the end of this season we'll see Arden injecting himself with the monster serum. Just because that's huh. like, it's a very, it's a, it would be. Bring a, it back to the present. I like it. Like a nod to the, it's, it'd be a nod to all the movies where the mad scientist is like trying, because he is trying to develop his immortality right. serum. So I could see maybe him trying to use it on Eunice and her being fine because of the demon. Right. And him thinking that it's, that it's perfected and him using it on himself or something like that. I don't know, because Arden tries to pass off his work for the greater good, but you can see that it's all for him. Right. So, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to see Arden use his own, use his own work on himself. Yeah. (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. But, uh, yeah, I mean, did we have anything? Well, of course, Eunice, uh, Frank talks to Arden and Frank's like, Trying to say that he's going to go to the go to the authorities and everything, and Arden's trying to blackmail him, saying you shot an unarmed woman. What good would that do? And Frank's a good guy. He's I mean, a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy wrapped up in a very bad world. Yeah, and he's no longer wrapped up in a very bad world. No, because now he's dead. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, he, what? <laughs> he was the casualty of, of out of any, anyone there because everyone there has this duality. Mm-hmm. They have their mm-hmm. demon. We didn't really get to know Frank. Frank was just. Frank, you know, good old Frank, poor guy. He's just, just and he he mourned Grace. I mean, you would too. I mean, I mean, not yeah. you, you would shoot anyone, but I mean, yeah. And then Sister Eunice kind of right in front of Santa. Yeah, and I was reading that they should turn that his expression, um, Ian McShane's expression, when he's like, "Oh my God, that was awesome." <laughs> you know a meme? They want to turn, yeah, they want to turn that, or, like, or is it like a gif or what is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, meme. Yeah, and, and just replay it over because he's just like, "Oh, just this exp- his expression was priceless." <laughs> I mean, incredible, epic actor. Yeah, not fantastic. So I'm trying to think anything else. That was a clean slice. Yeah. I thought she used her fingernails for a second, and then I saw the razor, and I was like, ooh. That would have been very Satan-y. But the thing was is that when he came into the office, he didn't... What? It wasn't the razor that he had. He had something else. He had, like, a weird, like, shank. Yeah, it was something else. It was, uh... Something else. The razor was from Sister Jude. So now... Right. And I thought when she was... Because, of course, she's going to let him out again, that she would have given him the razor. Why? She has Sister Jude's fingerprints on the razor. That's true, I guess. But hers are on the razor as well. Yeah, but she's a demon. She doesn't have fingerprints. But Eunice Eunice has fingerprints. Doesn't matter. I'm going with Supernatural right here. Steven knows about Ooh, demons rather. Okay, yeah. I'm going right. with Supernatural. I'm saying that well, Eunice is going to try to use that. Well, if anyone out there wants to tell us what they think and how, what they think about fingerprints on a demon or not, 
go onto iTunes and comment. Not only comment, rate, subscribe, tell a friend, do us all a favor, and just... Type in all caps lock. Type in all caps lock. Because <laughs> those look great on our review page. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that Eunice does not have fingerprints, type in all caps lock. Wearing gloves. Wearing gloves. And if you think she does have fingerprints, don't write in all caps lock. Write in all lowercase. Wait, not even one capital letter? <laughs> not uh, one I'm, capital I'm letter. I'm confused. And if you think it might be one of the two, use some punctuation but bad grammar. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yes, I like that. Uh, I looking, like that. Looking here, like it looks that. like everybody thinks that it's in between the two. <laughs> Just comment, kidding, rate, subscribe. <laughs> Be fun with us. We'll be fun with you. Bye, humbug. All right. Since we've now lost two minutes of the show talking about caps and caps locks and, you know, these are important things. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are important now things. Now we're going to waste two more talking about the difference between a colon and a semicolon. What about Arden? Yes, I want to talk one. La- no, I want to talk about Arden. One last thing. Okay, one last thing about Arden. Arden. And we're going to move on. I think he's now... Remember, he was the top dog. He he used everything by intimidation. Mm-hmm. Now, is he the most fearful one there? Is he the one most fear-stricken person at Briarcliff? If you think about it. No, he is not. No? No. I think the most fear-stricken person in Briarcliff right now is Lana. Oh. Okay, that's a, g- a great segue because I have a thing about Lana. Okay. N- no joke, though. It wasn't just... Being a segue, <laughs> but it was, I, good, I, it was a good one. But thank you, um, toot my own horn. Um, sorry, <laughs> but I do. I think she's frightened for her life. Oh well, of course she. Is. Right. I mean, so <laughs> there are other people frightened for their lives as well. But I feel like she's the one acting on it the most, and she is the one who, on a day to day basis, has no time for rest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to throw one more thing out about Arden before we dive deep into okay. dive deep into Lana. Go ahead. Um it's interesting cuz looking at the beginning of the season and leading up to a few episodes ago or last episode. Mm-hmm. Arden's conflict with Jude was all about when Jude's out of there Arden is the most powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now Jude's out of there and Arden is not the most powerful. Right. So it's just it's just very ironic. It's like haha Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> that he's always going to be controlled by a woman. Exactly. It's 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 terrifying and funny. A, a woman that he finds terrible, like a woman that he doesn't. That's not pure. A woman he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Like the whore he had in his house. Oh. Hey Stephen, you'll love this on chat roll. They already tells you something about Stephen, and then they follow it up. Tells you something about Stephen. All caps. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, WTB. <laughs> we, you're a legend. <laughs> nice. What's up, chat roll guys? Uh, Watchtower base, everyone watching us live. But um, yeah, talking about Lana. Or Lana. Yes, Lana. All right. Okay, no. She wore blue. No. Velvet. Okay. Wow. Wow. Oh, God, we're so going to get killed for that. We are. No, it's whatever. Lana, I, it made sense in my brain. If okay. It didn't make sense out loud, but I will explain it now for our listeners and our viewers. You said Lana. I started singing Blue Velvet because you were talking about Elvis earlier, and Lana Del Rey covered Blue Velvet. Okay. Full circle. Bravo, can we get an applause for that? Okay. Full circle. Full circle. No, did you notice that, okay, she's vomiting. Yep. Morning sickness. <gasps> Baby's coming. <sighs> I'm telling you. That would make me really mad. What? 
Another baby. Yeah, and, I mean, Threat's an impregnator. He's got, remember, he's got strong swimmers. We said that a few episodes no, ago. No, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I I'm about just that. saying that in the the stories of American Horror Story, to have a baby in season one be the way that it yeah. ends, and then to have a baby in season two again. Well, there's a lot of it. It's ba- just, it's too much. Alma, Alma Kit. Too many babies. Grace Kit. Right. Right. Kit's impregnating Lan- everyone. Lan- Kit's impregnating yeah. all the dead ladies. Lan and Threats, and which one is going to have a baby? Is it alien babies? What's going on? Right. You know? But I'm telling you, she, she's vomiting. I know they try to do like a throwaway line. It's just because of the stress of the situation she's vomiting. Yeah. And she, the, uh, the nun says that Cook always forgets to wash his hands. Mm-hmm. And I keep reminding him to wash his hands, which is how you get food poisoning people. Mm-hmm. Right. Foodborne illness. Yes. yes. But there's a little wink so that when people go, oh, she was pregnant, morning sickness, oh my God. Right. Like the, I mean, I, all right, I'll give you that. Come on. I mean, um, it makes sense. Unless it's a red herring. Unless it's it so obvious. It could very well be a red herring. Okay. I don't know. I just don't want her to be pregnant. You yeah, you don't want you, you don't want life. Fine. No, <laughs> I don't want life. All right, so we, I want we, death. What do we think no, of this? <laughs> the Marvel team up of Lana and Kit. It's the it's the people who were not who didn't like each other before are now working together, and then they're not kind of for a better purpose. Yeah, for a better purpose, and then Kit saves Threadson's life, which is well, interesting for selfish reasons. Well, right. yeah, because that's is he's the only person that stands between him and the electric chair, and he says that himself. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I don't see it lasting a long time. Who Lana and Kit? Really? As a, as a team? As a team, no. I, I think, really? I, think I feel that's like going we're going to get the two of them till the end of the season. That's what I, that's, I agree. Mm-hmm. No way. I think Lana's going to try to kill Threadson and Kit's going to beat her over the head with something. Oh, wow. That's, hmm. that's really deep, bro. Well, like, I mean, okay, Kit's going to get the electric chair because Threadson lied to him. Right. All right, so Kit doesn't really want to kill him. Lana was tied in a basement for two days and fed her girlfriend... Hypothetically, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good time. There's a pretty good motive for murder there. And I, <laughs> I wouldn't give up a grudge that quickly, but I guess she doesn't have the guts to kill anyone, especially seeing how like she knocked him out in that room and didn't choke him to death there to get away. Right, and she does say one day I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna bury you. Yeah, I mean there the way is. the this, the episode just ends. One day I'm gonna. There it is. She's going to chop his head so off with good. a shovel. I mean, she right. might try to kill him. Yeah. It's, it's telling you. It's, they're telling you. They are telling us, aren't they? They're, yeah, absolutely. There was a great I'm line between, uh, between Oliver, and I'm trying to find it right now, Oliver Threadson and Lana. Mm-hmm. And he says something about, I had to kill, Oliver, I had to kill Bloody Face. Mm-hmm. I've been mourning Bloody Face. He had to kill Bloody Face. He took a toothbrush, got rid of everything, even his nipple lance, I'm assuming. No more nipple lance. So sad. I wonder if you can get those on Amazon. I was just going to say, probably. Mm-hmm. Go to I'll Amazon. make one and put it on Amazon for everybody out there. Uh-oh, we're going to be missing hosts. Not soon. a real nipple lamp. Fake one. Like I'll... I hate fake nipple okay. lamps. I like, I like the real ones. Okay. So, and then he, he refers to bloody, and I liked this line, especially with um, how we know about, what's his name again? I keep keep forgetting. Ian McShane? No, the new bloody face. Uh, Oliver Thurston. McDermott. Dylan, 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 Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Mm-hmm. Dylan McDermott. And he says a great line. He says, bloody face had to burn so he'd be born again. He is the phoenix. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, there you go. Like, Oliver is probably not going to be bloody face again. No. But someone have, else will. Exactly. My child. Like a, a copycat. My child. Your child. Our child. Oh, how interesting. Archibald. Yes. Interesting. So you're saying that she's giving birth to the next bloody yes. face. And the bloody face is going to continue that way. Absolutely. From generation to generation. And something the, the, that you pass down to your children. They've been saying it for a weeks. A legacy so. of death. Yeah. They, they've been saying it for weeks that uh, Dylan McDermott is going to be the, is the new bloody face. Okay. So, and if you look at the timeline, look at his, his age. He's probably in his 40s. Mm-hmm. 64, 2012. Oh, God. I just... I mean, it makes sense. I just... Something hit me. Let's and say it. Okay, so what is what is one of the big political things going on right now? It is I don't know gay marriage and whether homosexuals can take care of kids to raise them right. Okay, and what's going uh, on with Threadson? Uh huh. Is he didn't have his motherly love, so he became that way. Right. So if Threadson's child is Lana's, uh-huh. and then they make the statement of the '60s, they don't believe that homosexuals such as Lana can take care of kids right mm-hmm. the kid won't have the motherly love and he turns into Dylan McDermott which Dylan McDermott which is bloody face who's bloody face because he doesn't have the motherly love because homosexuals can't make good parents in the views of political society full circle uh, <laughs> yeah i'm going to say that's kind of a bit of a stretch <laughs> i don't know it's just like but, wait a second but it does Sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sort of makes sense. It would should make I, more I just leave sense. Now? <laughs> yes, there's the door. It would make more sense if, let's say, Lana is pregnant with Threatson's baby. Uh-huh. And she finds out and she does decide to give birth to it, but gives it up for adoption. Okay, therefore, him not having that mother. And then Dylan McDermott becomes Bloody Face, <sighs> who then decides to research who he came from. And remember what I, I said it last week. That in present day, Lana was going to kill Dylan McDermott. I think Lana dies. Or, or confront Dylan McDermott at the, at the end of the series. Where I'm going to bury you. Not, not threats him, but bloody face himself. I know it's all speculative right it's now. It's all speculation, and I, I think on that note we should just jump into predictions because we're speculating as it is. <laughs> I speculated all over myself. Yeah. Before we do, before we get full swing into predictions, okay. there's, there's one scene I want to bring up that was like very small, but it's kind of important. How small was it? Uh, Mother Superior and Jude. Mm. Um, Jude meets with Mother Superior anymore. Yeah. She has that whole conversation about, hey, she's not writing anymore. She is the warrior for God. And she has the great line, this country's turned to an unadulterated blasphemy. Yeah. And then he... I t- agree. And then he says, he can't have her. <laughs> Talking about Eunice. So Arden and Jude love the old Eunice. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of her purity. Exactly. So it's kind of it's cool. I'm wondering if Mother Superior is going to help out at all or what she's going to do. I'm just wondering, how, how are they going to defeat Eunice? Uh, Outside of an exorcism, Well, we're of in predictions... Okay. So predict something. How would you defeat the demon? The only th- the body of Christ compels you. That's the only way out. What other way is there to defeat Satan? But Satan itself. I don't. I don't know. That's what I'm. That I have. <laughs> I never have predictions Michael, for the show. Michael. The only prediction I I will say. I mean the angel Michael. Oh, angel, Michael. Ooh, John Travolta, right? Yeah, John Travolta oh, comes. Oh, my John Travolta, you know, <laughs> he saves everything. Ooh, I got a good prediction. Okay, I've got I've got one. Maybe Gabriel comes. 
I've got. I actually do have a prediction. Okay, go. And this is this is. F- Don't forget yours. And it's spoiler, guys. So if you if you're listening, please you know cup the ears, cup the ears. Is it a spoiler? spoiler alert. Like something that you know. Spoiler alert. Or something that you're deciding is going to no, spoil that, the world. Okay. Uh, I read it on a board, and it's okay. So this is a real spoiler. That a huge character will not make it to the very end. Okay. And, and I'm not even talking the, the season finale. They might not even make it past the winter break, which is next week. Oh. And it's a huge oh. character. Huge, gonna, huge I'm, character. Enough said. Do you know who the character is, or are you just saying I'm, that? I'm not going to say. Okay, so you do know who the character is. I do. Okay, so you're going to tell us after we're off the air. Yes. And if you guys want to know, just, just go ahead and tweet me, and I'll send you the response in a private in a, in DM. a private chat. Yes. Okay, I at like the, that. At the everydayman.com. Okay. No, at the everydayman on Twitter. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guess it's what? Monsignor Timothy. Um, okay, so let me shoot Look this. Look at that face. What's your prediction? Go. Let me shoot this at you guys okay. real quick. Not in the face. Dylan McDermott is present bloody face. Okay. He is Lana's baby. Mm-hmm. What did Eunice, the, what did the possessed ghost say to, say to Threadson and in the bed? I don't know. I'm a big fan of your work. Eunice goes back to normal when the baby's born, and the demon, the demon possesses the baby and becomes Dylan McDermott, the new bloody face. That's like dumb. That is a good prediction. Fucking done. I deserve an F word. That's done. <laughs> the F-word. That's done. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you guys five dollars that's it. That is a very good prediction. Hmm. Very good. You guys are blowing my mind tonight. <laughs> blowing my mind. I, I know we're like silent at the end. <laughs> Strong finish. I know. I, I well, never have well, predictions for this show. You don't have a prediction? I can't. I can't. It's just like, it's too hard to predict an, a non-linear show where they're going to take you. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. That, I've had the same trouble all season. So Last season was much easier for me because I could follow it and I could see where the show was going. This yeah. one is sort of just like ping pongs all over the place. Man. Uh-oh, watch our base just said Steven is in legend mode right there. <laughs> Oh, and well, stop at, tooting your own damn the, horn. We're gonna close out with what we'll closed out at the episode was Arden took a body down the trail, and then we see light, and then Grace's body's gone. Yeah. So yeah. was was Grace an alien the very in from the beginning? No. Oh, man, know. quit no. while you're behind, dude. You had. I know. Quit while you're ahead. You, you finally had an awesome prediction, man. I know. And <laughs> hey, on that note, where can they find you? They are going to find myself um, at you can call me Skiff on Twitter. You can follow me at the Everyday Man on Twitter. You can follow me at my name at Twitter, S T E P H E N L E M I E U X. Yes. Or you can find us all here at AfterBuzz on our various different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so from everyone here at the AfterBuzz TV family, from ourselves to you, we'll see you next week and have a good night. Christmas sweaters. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.